ラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラーラー Which makes sense because not everyone's going to be our friend that is listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think initially it was even suggested being like, starting like, hi, I'm Blake. And I'm yeah. <laughs> we, we gave her a bit of stick about that. Yeah.、Um, and then、yep. we came to the conclusion that she was right. <laughs> she knows better. <laughs> <laughs> she, knows, she knows more than us. We'll edit all this out so she doesn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> She's listening to us right now. Yeah.、Um, so, yeah, I guess welfare check. How are you feeling?、Um, I'll probably give you a welfare check from last week. Yep. So, for context, Blake had his Bucks party、um, over what, last weekend. Yep.、Um, got a bit <laughs> abusive. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have that a bit rowdy. Yeah. Plenty of videos are getting slapped and yeah. Yeah, beaten up. I think, I think the Friday, I, to be honest, t- to take it back prior to it, I was. I was probably a little bit stressed and I was, I was talking to Amy about it. I was like, Yeah, she's like, just enjoy it. Like, you'll all have fun. I was like, I don't think you get there's a difference between a bucks and a hens. Like, these guys are going up to actually punish me. Like, they're not wanting me to have a good weekend. Like, and so, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. But like, that Friday was very challenging. Like, the, the boys made a rule,、um, including yourself, obviously, to. Essentially, I, I couldn't have the same drink at any point throughout the day. So I remember our first bar we went to, someone comes out with like a champagne <laughs> and it followed up by like a red wine and then like a vodka Red Bull. And yeah, it, it got the better of me. Yeah, it was like, it was like midday and you were drinking red wine、yeah. at that Irish pub. I was like, yeah. Oh, it, so it was、gross. sick though. Oh, we should probably add in a photo somehow of. of so. The year prior,、um, Reese had his bucks and we stitched him up by putting him in like a nice little Marilyn Monroe esque kind of <laughs> wedding dress. And, <laughs> dress, sorry.、Um, and、uh, yeah, so I got stitched up. Dude, was, <laughs> that was actually hilarious. <laughs> I think, oh, I feel like Reese came up with the actual costume idea. What would you, it was like, because you guys,、like、so seven, seven in the morning. Um, on, the, on the Friday, you're like, come over, be ready, we're going to dress you. And then once I got there, you gave me sort of one item at a time and I had to guess what it was. But the first thing I got was like a,、uh, like a it was like a Japanese kind of manga style、um, t shirt, I guess.、Mm. And yeah, the, and then I was like, oh, like I, it, that stumped me because I was like, oh, I didn't know. What from there, like whether I was going to something like Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> and then the, the minute the docs come out, I was like, oh, here we、yeah. go. <laughs> It was pretty much just Cam's outfit almost. <laughs>、um, and, then, and then he got the mascara out and it wasn't working.、Yeah. I, see, this, I don't even know if the makeup was going on properly, but he's like got a, pen, a pencil in my eye. And from so, there, he, yeah. I think the pencil, this, I could be wrong, but I think the pencil is an eyeliner pencil. So you meant to just put it on the. On the edge. Edge of your eyelid. Yeah, because he's like digging into like my like, eyelid. Like, and he's he like, like painting his your eyelid with it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's not working. And he's like, oh, do you have a permanent marker? I was like, what? <laughs> and I had one in the car, and then he, he ended up putting it on. And I was like, this is going to. So 
yeah, I think I probably had it by the time I got back to work on the Monday. It's still, it, it, it by that stage, it looked like I'd just been punched in the face. Man, it looked like yeah. in slit, like I felt just like bagged a- <laughs> under your eyes just because the texture was just running. Yeah, it was yeah. running from like when we got to the Irish pub. Yeah, I got video. I got videos <laughs> of me slapping you. It was oh, to be honest, it, it was eyes. such a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, um, even <coughs> even on the the night, like, so we essentially had a scavenger hunt kind of set up, and we had to tick off this list of items, and it was like, like get slapped by a random person, um, and like just stuff like that, like do a suicide shot and all that, and but like I was loving it, and I was going up to people like at the bar that were at and saw and like. I'd be like, hey, can you help me out with this challenge? And then the, I, I'd forget what I was wearing. <laughs> and they'd just like give me the weirdest look. And, I, and then, I, then I'd realize, I was like, oh, I was like, you don't have to. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was actually a hilarious outfit. Um, it was good going to breakfast with it. Yeah. Just because you were still sober. Yeah. And everyone, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Everyone's just looking at us. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That. Everyone, everyone's enjoying like their eggs, Benny, and the stuff. And on like a nice Friday morning. And you probably don't have too much mischief during the day like they're probably going down for a nice coffee with their partner or whatever and there was a lot of older people like and it was it was such a perfect outfit because it was it was just enough to <coughs> to look believable mm-hmm. and it was yeah it wasn't too much but yeah I, I don't know like i i kind of got to a point prior to it and i was like whatever happens happens like I, i'm just gonna have to embrace <laughs> it because i feel like the more i struggle the more i'm just gonna get punished for it but i think the most awkward I probably felt was when we got up to Noosa. It's probably midday-ish, and we walked into the surf club, and you could have hear, heard a coin drop in there. Like it's like I walked in, and everyone just turned at the same time and looked at me, and like yeah. the average age there was also about fifty-five, yeah. sixty when we walked in. <laughs> We've come yeah. hot. Yeah. No, I, I had a fantastic time. Then obviously Saturday, Reese had organised the um the Catalina. That was mm. sick. So that was like what like a kind of like a houseboat. But yeah, it's like a houseboat, party boat, river cruise thing. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be my recommendation for the week. Yeah, that was <laughs> Catalina boat That party. was awesome. It was so much fun. They had a DJ on board, and obviously, um, two bars like top and uh, up and downstairs, and that sort of thing as well. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt it Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you had a sore you, face. Did you Did you have Monday off, or did you go to work? No, I had I had to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. I wasn't very productive. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone that <laughs> yeah yeah well i was actually fortunate enough my car was getting service and being a work car i was like oh look i'm gonna have to work for work from home today yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i had to go in the office on monday yeah um i didn't feel too bad like obviously i would have preferred to have a day off but yeah yeah um because we got home pretty early sunday so yeah had a bit of time to recover yeah i think it, it did help. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very protective with my sleep and like having, because mm. we had a, we had a room of what, a 12 man room and then like a six man room and there's, it was just chaos. Like, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. People jumping off bunk beds and yeah, it was just wild. So like, and um, yeah, I think best on ground for the weekend was definitely Dill. Like, yeah. He, um, he put in, he put in some yards. So I was, I was pretty impressed with that. But um, yeah, I think I got off pretty lightly on the second day because whether everyone was a bit busted up from the first day or mm. maybe I just snuck, snuck in yeah. and everyone's having too much fun. <laughs> you were, um, yeah, I think the first day kind of did a bit of a toll on people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember <laughs> you were still in the outfit and we were out of the club and you are just on the dance floor. Just I was <laughs> like, oh my God, look at this. Everyone's yeah. just staring at you. As much, I, yeah. I was giving it everything I had and I was probably just two-stepping left to right, just trying to, just like, well, 
put it this way, like I thought we we all left the club at one stage. I think you boys ended up going to another one, and then I was like, oh, I'm I'm I feel like I need to head home now. Mm. And we were probably 300 meters from this nightclub where we're staying, and I ended up on the beach somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just, I was conscious enough with it to be like walking down the beach, kind of like stumbled along. And I was like, this must look so funny. This guy in like a black trench coat, like full goth outfit, hair down and everything. Just like, just walking along the sand. Oh, I, I thought it was hilarious, actually, the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Reese yeah. did well. Props to him. Yeah, he <laughs> did really well. But yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start how we start with every other guest and give us a rundown on who you are, where you grew up, yeah. what was like being the second best Ashby. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Blake Ashby, born and, born and bred on the coast. Um, it's been pretty fortunate. It's, I think any time I've ever travelled, like you just realise how nice of a spot it is where we are. Um, but yeah, like grew up uh, sort of the north end of the coast, um, went to Helensville Primary and High School. Um, that's what high school is where I met you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went all downhill from there. <laughs> oh, best years of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, it was it was um, it was awesome. Like I had a really good childhood. Like a lot of it stemmed from team sports and all that sort of stuff, and just I don't know, pretty active. And I feel like growing up, we were always sort of outside, like either making weapons or like just yeah, just marking around and we, we actually lived in a cul-de-sac um sort of behind wet and wild for a fair while and that was pretty mm. pretty uh like a real core memory of mine like when we we're growing up and um i think having a brother that's only two years apart like you you're lucky enough to have his mates and all that sort of stuff and then it just builds from there mm. um but yeah like sport as i was saying played a massive part and i think started playing rugby league like six and um played till what was I? Probably under 19s or something like that. I started like, oh, sorry, I was 18 or 19 and I was um, playing at Runaway Bay, playing some seniors there. And then I think in in between sort of played a bit of um, AFL with you boys as well. <laughs> Got me into that through school. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually funny. I was talking to someone the other day and he was, he was mentioning some player in the AFL currently and he, and I was like, oh, I actually don't know who that is. And he's like, what, what do you mean? I was like, no, nah, <laughs> As much as like even currently playing AFL, I know very little about yeah. the sport, eh? <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon you've picked up AFL now? Like, No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I moved, so Friday Friday night, um, I moved back, like into the back line. So I've been playing so like wing and on ball. And wing's tricky to mm. like to get a feel for. But um, going into the back line, it's, it simplifies stuff of like, get ball, don't let guy get ball. You're pretty much like, I love tagging someone because it's so simple and it's just like, yeah, just keep it out of there. And we, yeah, we were, um, played a pretty good game. Like, I think we beat Mount Cravat by like about 80 points. Mm. Um, so that was good fun. Bad weekend for Mount Cravat. Yeah. Because we beat, we beat 130 points. Did you? And the seniors beaten by 90 as well. Far out, smoked. Yeah. That's bad for your for and against. <laughs> yeah. It's good for ours. Yeah. Because in front. I think last time we versed them, it was probably like within four goals or something like that. Mm. But yeah, we don't lose at home, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, um, did you want to be a rugby league player when you were young? Like, was that a yeah, career I think, goal? Or? I think for sure. Like, I think anyone that plays sport or like a large portion of people playing sport growing up, they want to play at that highest level, whether it's NRL or AFL and that sort of thing. Yeah. And did like played played a bit of rep footy and stuff growing up. But um, 
yeah, I, I don't know where it's sort of sort of diverted, I guess, is just like the maybe the realistic options that I had and that sort of thing as well, or just like my passion wasn't in it as much. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's actually a really strange one because now I don't really watch that much footy. Like <laughs> we've joked about it before, but Amy watches more footy than I do. Like, yeah. and it, it's so strange because like I, I still really love the sport and love most sports, but yeah, something about just sitting down and, and watching another game even even going to some degree watching it live and stuff probably a little bit better but yeah i don't know it's, it's just a weird weird thing eh? yeah no amy watches a lot of footy <laughs> yeah she loves it eh? whenever i'm over and then footy's on she's just yelling at the TV. yeah yelling at the telly i feel like it's the opposite of the cliche like i walk past she smacks my ass yeah. I get her <laughs> um so yeah yeah team sports but then you moved into jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah that was yeah i don't know like also filled in with like little bits of touch footy and playing mixed footy with amy and all that sort of stuff as well um finished up like league and then i actually for some like i finished up with league and i was like not really looking to take this any further than what i'm doing and i'm sort of risking Mm. um risking my my physical health to some degree so i was like Let's go try boxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, box down at Narang PCYC for a year. And, and that was awesome. But um, it, it's very, uh, it's very focused on like just the striking of the head yeah. and body and stuff. And we planning on doing a fight? Oh, I don't know. Like the, the way it operates down there is like you, you sort of, you're either training and you're just doing like a box fit sort of, or somewhat like that, or you're in the fighters class and that's, what I ended up doing and I was training, um, we're training six days a week and like seven sessions. So like we do, we do a Tuesday morning sprints. Um, and then like every other night was like, um, either sparring or, uh, conditioning and stuff like that as well. And then Saturdays would do, um, sparring with other clubs. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it in the time that I did it, but like I, I found that I just wanted to move on and I knew, restarted up doing jujitsu and i was like oh man i can't can't let him do that for too long and i always enjoyed like the sort of grappling aspect of footy and that and then um yeah once i got to there it just felt felt like home again like it sort of filled that that hole that footy left essentially yeah. um and yeah and then probably oh i don't know six weeks into it, i think we spoke about it that yeah hurt like hurt my knee out of all things playing mixed touch <laughs> footy and um yeah from there uh, did the rehab, went back for a while. But yeah, just, I don't know, life gets busy and, and I haven't really put in the time recently for it, but I still, yeah, still really enjoy it. Yeah. How do you, um, do you see, like, notice your fitness change from playing rugby to moving to, like, a boxing or jiu-jitsu? Um, league to AFL massively. Like, yeah. I remember when I, it was my first year of playing senior footy for league and I was like, oh, like, I'm going to have to put in a big off-season, get, get chunky sort yeah. of thing. and. I think you get chunky pretty easily though. Well, but that was different chunky. Like I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I'm about like 80, 81 at the moment, something like that. Mm. And I got up to 89 when I was playing footy and that was like, yeah, from there. Um, didn't crack 90. No, no, I was 89.4. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Didn't crack it. But I, I remember getting to preseason for that and then I like felt slow and I was like, oh, and I was playing hooker at the time. So I was like, I need to sort of be quick off the mark and, um, ended up cutting down to sort of that 85 and um, that was a lot better and then I reckon when I got 
when I ended up coming to the AFL, I got down to like 79, like when I was running a lot as well. Mm. Um, and then boxing was the same. Like he wanted uh, a coach, wanted a, uh, me sort of fighting a, like a like a 77, 78 sort of thing. So that was mm. that was very lean. Um, but yeah, like as far as fitness goes, they all they're all very different. Like AFLs just trumps most things, I think, because it's it's like doing a beep test and a long distance run all together, and you have to uh, and you get that adrenaline dump as well. So yeah, but then you got jujitsu, which is like another level of the adrenaline dump because you got someone essentially trying to strangle you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, it's it's fantastic sport and like. I think to some degrees they do cross over, but yeah, it's good yeah. to have a bit of it all, I reckon. Yeah. How do you find like the transition from a team sport to boxing and jiu-jitsu? To boxing and jiu-jitsu. Pretty um, lonely sport. Yeah, it is and it isn't. Like I think obviously once you're actually doing the the physical action of the sport, whether it's once you step into the ring and stuff, but even then like all the experiences, and by no means am I an expert boxer or anything <laughs> like that, but the, the experiences I, I have had, like you always have a coach there talking to you or you always have your sparring partners with you or same with jiu-jitsu, like pre, pre-comp for jiu-jitsu, like when we had a comp coming up, it was like it'd turn up another notch and you'd have people coming from other franchises of that gym and coming to train against each other and it was like even though you were doing a one-on-one sport once you're actually out in the mat or whatever, you kind of still got all that support. And, like, the Brazilians are nuts, man. It's yeah. crazy. Like, you go there and they're yelling stuff out in Portuguese. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on for the stars. <laughs> Get in your head. But as far as, like, actual culture behind team sport, AFL, in my experience, AFL is just, like, no pun intended, leagues beyond league. Like, it's, mm. it's um yeah, it's next level. And especially, like, props to Labrador Tigers as well, where I've only ever played and through school as well. But... Yeah, it's pretty special. And like seeing the mates you meet and, and just the, I guess, the relationships you build with those people and even the connections. Like Reese got his job through footy essentially yeah. as well. And I feel like a lot of people have as well in that in that regard. Yeah. No, heaps of people. You make heaps of friends through it all, I reckon. Mm. And most of it, like, I'm pretty sure majority of my friends I know through footy. Mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it's school footy. I feel like our whole group is. Well, I think that's how it sort of kicked off for me. Like at school, I was I was still mates with all you boys, but like I was constantly watching you guys go to footy, and I was like in I don't know, like science or something. Like yeah, I, I had some class when I and I was like, man, I was like in, sitting in there just watching someone draw on the whiteboard. I'm like, the boys are out there kicking a footy and hanging out, and then yeah, got into the footy program um, like for year year twelve, I think. Um, and then turns out we just all used to like fight inside the gym and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just do everything bar footy. <laughs> yeah, I remember we used to do the the grappling. Yeah, the sock wrestling. The so no. you'd you'd put one one sock on each, and then you'd have to get it off. The <laughs> that was like when you got a gym session, you'd be like, "This is gonna be the biggest blood." Yeah, yeah. and you'd have like a program. You'd do like two chin ups, and you'd yeah. All right, who's next? <laughs> I actually remember, grappling. I remember the netball girls were in there at. at like some some days when we're in there and oh, it still haunts me i got beaten in a chin-up comp dude so did i yeah <laughs> yeah like smoked but yeah it was like and because i remember we we used to challenge them as well because we'd play like we'd be like yeah we'll come play netball sort of thing and mm. i remember always getting in trouble because I, I love playing center because you just have most of the court available sort of thing but 
I'd always end up running too far and then just getting penalised just standing next to them. <laughs> it's funny how, like, like, in your head, you're like, oh, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, we're quite athletic. You yeah. Can play netball, but we got smoked yeah. by this chick. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, that was so good. And we had nothing to, like, go against them. Yeah. And then we just left them like, I think hands down, just... Probably one of the biggest... Uh biggest differences in sport that i've found is like i don't i don't just remember like playing water polo one time when i was young it was me and my brother versus these two sisters like family friends of ours and they literally drowned us like mm. they like they had technique to push us down then they're like standing on our shoulders and stuff and i was like yeah like it's just crazy how you can you can go into a sport being like oh yeah like feeling pretty athletic like being all over and then that's that <laughs> toxic trait i reckon thinking you can just do anything yeah once that, you get in you get smoked that's probably the biggest story when it comes to someone that's either athletic or strong coming into jiu-jitsu like mm. uh, even for myself like i thought i was like oh yeah like i i was aware that people were going to be better but i was like oh i'll give them a run for their money sort of thing and yeah like you get in there and you're just getting tied up like by your own like outfit essentially yeah <laughs> and like yeah and then there's like little kids i remember when i was training actually up in um Yipun when i was working up there for a bit and there was probably oh she was probably like 13 or something seemed like real nice young young girl and we're rolling for a bit and then she like we're rolling in the key and um she then like ended up getting into a position and, and i was like oh shit she's she's starting to choke me right now <laughs> and that was kind of and like because obviously i was sort of aware that i could have like pulled her hands off but you don't want to you don't want to be utilizing strength in that situation and so yeah i'm starting to like kind of freak out a bit it's getting a bit tired i'm sweating a bit <laughs> blake hasn't had a good run with um versing chicks in sport i remember we had old school touch and <laughs> <laughs> And we thought we were doing all right, and then we versed this team, and they started flogging us, and we just had no answer. And then, oh, this this chick had the ball, and she was coming up to get the touch, and just absolutely steamrolled Blake, <laughs> and just went straight over the top of him, and he just fell straight on his back. It couldn't roll. have been a worse situation, eh? Like I was trying. We already to... had our pants down because we were getting beaten by. Yeah, like, yeah, eight. we were smoked. Yeah, no, I, I, it's like it's one of those things. It's not even. Yeah, I just got that pumped. It's not even worth explaining, like, what I was thinking in my head at the time. Just got absolutely cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the school topic, though, you finished school and went to uni. I did. And you did dentistry. Oh, yeah. Dentistry? Uh, de- dental tech. Dental, dental tech. tech. So it was, like, um, developing all the prosthetics, like, uh, dentures, veneers, yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Couldn't really tell you too much. Yeah, because you were only there for what six months. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I did six months, and at the time I was working um, at a couple of nightclubs and stuff, just because it was. I was there Monday to Friday, and then that was kind of what could only work in. Um, and yeah, I think I think it was just a big push to go and do university, go to university, or just some form of tertiary education. Because like I don't know whether it was the same for you, but at school. Like, I remember going and seeing, like, our um, Pathways liaison, and I was like, oh, I think I want to do a trade, hey? And I was doing OP at the time, and she's like, no, 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 like, you gotta, you're doing this. I was like, oh, right, yeah, like, you're, you're yeah. the adult, you know what you're doing. And, um, yeah, got there, and then I actually remember the exact day and um, when I made up my mind, because I called Reese, and, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just not really feeling it. And he was like, leave. 
He's like, you don't have to be there. And, I was, and he probably said it in his own way of like, yeah, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was cool. It was one of those moments that just everything, it's like the fog cleared and it's like, oh shit, like I actually don't have to stay here. And, and obviously as well, being a uni student, you don't have a lot of money. And at the time I was just thinking about, it was costing me, I don't know, five grand a, a semester or whatever for this particular course. And um, yeah, and then I was like, oh shit, I don't, I don't actually have to, Mm. stay to this and and it was kind of nice the freedom of actually being able to just change your mind um so yeah like that's a massive recommendation to anyone if they're going through year 12 and stuff now is like not not ripping on uni either it's just Mm. the fact that you don't have to go straight from school into it like go have some fun or go do something else like i love doing a trade oh you got to earn some money while it's learning i think we've touched on this a lot in the early episodes and yeah it's um and just the skills you develop and also just the, the person you become in that time as well. You don't necessarily have a fully formed brain anyway, so you're going to be mm. making different decisions and that sort of thing. So, I hate how they push it so much in school mm. because I think we spoke about it with Luke on that app. And it's like when you're that age, you don't know what you want to do. Nah, and nah. once you kind of get pushed into something, then like say you finished that degree then you've got that debt behind you and yeah. you might not even want to do it. And right. that's that's where my train of thought was going. It's like, well, I'm not enjoying, enjoying this completely. Like, don't get me wrong. It was, there were was some cool parts. Like, I really enjoyed the hands-on side of it. But, it, um, yeah, I, it wasn't sort of um, exciting me each day to go there. And I was like, well, I'm only six months in out of like a four-and-a-half or five-year course and I don't want to rack up like a $50,000 hex debt and stuff as well. And I was like, it made sense to just do the first six months defer so that I could go back to uni if I wanted to, not necessarily for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, yeah, it's just to, yeah, it, it's, it should be just open and be like whatever you're feeling like. And there's no real right answer. Like I, I feel no. as though I'm still grateful for the fact that I went because it put me on the path I am now. And um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But you find most people, they get to the end of it and they don't even want to do it. Mm. My brother's got an, he's got an engineering degree and he hasn't used it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hated engineering. Yeah, and you, unfortunately you hear it too often or, or just all the time, like from that sort of story coming around. And like so many people I know are earning good money and they might not even have qualifications in that field or they've just gone through word of mouth and they meet someone and they pick up a new job. Like my current job I've picked up from just someone knew that I was looking for that similar role and then put a word in and then you get an interview and yeah it's um it's cool like I think the best recommendation that I could give is and take it with a grain of salt is probably just have a crack at something and just Mm. just get into it and I think from there you'll you'll see those doors sort of open up and you can always decide whether you want to go back and do uni and stuff as well like my my mum right now is is studying nursing and like yeah, she's four. I should know this, shouldn't I? <laughs> I think she's forty-three at the moment. But yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, there's no like age limit on it. So yeah, of course, my mum's actually back at uni as well. Well, not she back is. at uni. She's doing uni. Yeah, yeah, doing some criminology degree. She loves it though. She's just yeah, giving it a crack. Get her out of a job that she probably doesn't necessarily want to do. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Like, because our parents are still relatively young, they're like, 
I don't know. It, they are getting a chance to be their own people. That like, not that they're not mothers now, but they yeah they get to essentially take that time and actually explore um, more about themselves as well. Like I, I enjoy mm. kind of watching her grow as well, which is it's really strange because like it's nothing. You always think when you're growing up like oh. Even like us now, like you look at a twenty-four-year-old when you're back in pr- um, primary school or something, they're like, "Oh, they're an adult. They yeah, they got their <laughs> shit sorted out." <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> but like, it's interesting because yeah, obviously our parents have been quite young. Like they would have had kids by now. Yeah, well, so like they've probably just gone straight out of school, married kids. Mm. Like that's a lot of free time that they could have used, take it up. And I couldn't even imagine doing that <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's it's a massive step. Like we, um, like Amy and I, have obviously spoken about a lot with wedding coming up and that sort of thing as well. But yeah, it, it excites me, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a really cool stage of my life. But mm. once you're in it, you're in it. There's like I yeah. <laughs> actually, a little question from Amy before actually. Oh yeah. Ask Blake what he likes about Amy. What I like about Amy. <laughs> um. Ooh, edit. Ooh, no. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> nah, to be honest, something that's been massive lately, so I've spoken about it before, I probably sound like a broken record, but this gratitude um, group that we're in and like we just post into it and like I so often find myself posting about her just because like even tonight, I love the fact that she can create like an atmosphere of like a real homely vibe and like have someone like you or another mate over and it, it's like, you know when you're growing up and you got that family friend or or like friends parents um like the goulds for instance like you go over there everyone's always feel feels welcome like there's always food on or whatever mm. everyone feels real comfortable like that's essentially how she makes me feel about my mates and yeah she's kind of like oh, one of the boys i love it bless yeah i never felt more we're, lonely <laughs> and we're, we're, we're talking about it before and like i was saying because there's always been the running joke of like you're going to be the one to object yeah. at the wedding and stuff and i was like just watching you two repeat like a tiktok or something <laughs> have dinner together i was like we need to switch sides you come to the next so the the context behind that i think what amy say if if we were in school together i would have been yeah her type of man yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that would have been... Well, what's she, 27? Nah, she, oh, yeah, currently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cougar. The cougar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, wedding coming up. Yeah, yeah, September. September. Yeah, down, down in um, Tally. It's going to be It's gonna be good. I think it's, it's definitely a learning curve. Like, it, it's interesting. Um, and if anything, I've learned so far that it's the first cha- challenge of marriage is just getting to that point <laughs> mm, and agreeing on stuff. I'm not too inclined on um, uh, anything fancy, but I also don't have the, the best taste in other things as well. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think at the end of the day, if we can get some friends and have a good time, pretty much we actually met with our marriage celebrant on the weekend and just went through a few things and we're just like, let's just keep it as short as we can, get on mm. the dance floor as quick as we can. And yeah, it's going to be fun, but the um they've been super hospitable so far like they've offered for us to have uh the golf buggies at the start of the day and like all us lads when we're setting up we're gonna tee off in the morning as well and ha- have a bit of fun there so that yeah, yeah that'll be good yeah it'll be fun um honeymoon have you i saw a bit of planning on your fridge yeah yeah so we we were 
originally planning on going to Canada um, and we wanted to go do like a bit of a snow trip, go snowboarding, all that sort of stuff. And then it evolved into like, oh, well, while we're there, we could try to stop in at New York and like try to work our way back. Like if we're going over there, we may as well make the most of it because we're, we're planning on going over on um, around around Christmas time. And yeah, flights were crazy, mm. crazy pricey. But um, yeah, now that's sort of adapted to like, all right, well, what, what do we actually have available um, time-wise and when's going to work best because we'd have to get the dog like looked after and, and all that. So now we've actually decided to go to New Zealand. We're doing New Zealand in a South Island um, for about nine or ten days mm-hmm. um, in a van, just going to cruise around, check it all out. So that, it, yeah, I'm okay. pretty excited for that. Unfortunately, we... We will miss the snow because um, it'll be like back end of September. But man, like it's it's such a sick place. I've only been over the one time for Queenstown trip, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to explore more of it then. So yeah, 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 it'd be a good challenge throwing us in, for the marriage straight into yeah. a, a confined space. Yeah, it might might be a short lived marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ring you up, and be like, Craig, I got a I got a spot in the van. <laughs> Perfect. We're the next flight over. Oh, yeah, that'd be alright though. I reckon. I'd love to get in a van, yeah, and explore. I just want to do it around Australia. Yeah, well, that that was on the list, but we we probably want to do that in maybe like a five year time when, um, like we will have some kids and all that sort of stuff, or or even just look at doing like a gap year, um, on the road or something like that. We haven't really worked out the finer details of it, but yeah, it's um it's definitely on the list. Like it, it's such a massive country and so much cool stuff to see as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just on on that wedding as well. I just wanted to give a shout out to um, two of my really good mates, uh, Mason and Alex. Mm. They actually they got me a early wedding gift, and it was sick. Hey, yeah, like yeah. They, so they they got me a Seiko Samurai, which is like a watch, and it was cool. The way they did it, um, a few weeks back, they messaged in like our little group chat, and then Alex was like, "Oh, what do you reckon about these watches? We've been looking at getting one," and he just posted like three or four of them, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that one's sick." And then every time we've been at the shops and like Amy's been looking at some wedding rings and what I said to her originally, I was like, oh, like I don't really wear rings, um, but like I might spend some money on like a watch, like I'll get a wedding watch. And she's like, oh yeah. And then every time like I started looking at one, she's like, no, no, you don't need a watch. And like, like I got the Garmin, that's sick as well. But yeah, she's like, no, no, you don't need that. And then um, yeah, Sunday morning, Alex rocks up and he's holding this little, little care package and yeah, drops it down and so yeah the boys looked after me and got me a got me a watch for the wedding so that's sick it was actually very nice <laughs> yeah yeah man I, I was yeah it's it's so such a cool present yeah it's like, do you reckon it, like what were you saying it's you wouldn't necessarily spend money on it because you had well, that, a watch yeah, already yeah so that was job. that's the perfect gift in my eyes is like i yeah a gift that you want but you wouldn't really go any way to spend money on and that sort of thing as well so that and everyone always runs into the issues of trying to buy presents and like I either try to go, what would I like if I was in their shoes or or what can you buy? Because like a lot of people have money these days that they can go out and get themselves a shirt or get themselves some shoes and stuff. But yeah, trying to buy people experiences. Like for Reese, we we all chipped in and got him like a skydiving voucher and he was stoked. But it's something that he probably wouldn't have gone out of his way to to go spend money on. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's. That's, yeah, kind of my ideology when it comes to present buying now to, to some degree. But I, I it's funny, actually. I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, it sort of started a weird trend of like gift giving for wedding or just wedding gifts in general. 
most of the time people are looking to get money for like a wishing well or like a honeymoon and that sort of thing as well. Mm. But I think just to throw out a challenge to anyone, <laughs> I want I want some IOUs. So don't give me anything on the day, but just, just throw out a little ticket of like, I can claim it at any time. Like, <laughs> I move somewhere, I need my lawn mowed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, right, so whoever's going to Blake's wedding, <laughs> the numbers just decrease by like yeah. <laughs> There's half the wedding gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on the wedding topic, have we sorted what kind of shoes no. we're getting? So there's no, a big dilemma <laughs> when we were doing our uh, shopping for what the um, groomsmen wear. Yeah, because we, we've got we've got everything essentially bar the shoes. Yeah, and there's a. There was a big divide in the group between boots and normal dress shoes, like yeah, laced, like laced, laced up. yeah, dress shoes. I'm saying laced dress yeah. shoes. Blake I, thinks boots. I no, I I think I think I mi- got misrepresented at that. No, okay. <laughs> you can't think, back out now. I think I like. I think the lace ups look better, but boots are more practical and i'd wear them again but mm. I'm, I'm not in the same industry you are like you you're just looking at it for an outfit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be wearing your wedding outfit for the next week at work <laughs> yeah i don't know it's i might throw a spanner in the works and just oh, ask for like velcro or slip on <laughs> Mate, we should get the loafers to be honest the the loafers that were like shiny shiny black Ooh. were pretty dope yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe some suede loafers yeah yeah just throwing it out there. For that Louis Louis Vuitton stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to the wedding. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm actually, I've been keeping it kind of low-key, but I've, I'm, I'm doing a little sober challenge up until then from the Bucks. Not that it's scarred <laughs> me too much. I just got a few things that I'm um, really keen to knuckle down and get done in that time. Mm. And I just, I just hate feeling hungover. Like, I know everyone does. That's probably probably the wrong way to put it but i yeah i just feel so frustrated and like if i like a waste a sunday or whatever and um i think naturally with work i kind of get up a bit earlier anyway so mm. i end up getting up earlier and i feel shit as well <laughs> so, yeah yeah so that yeah probably just get that out there so no one tries to pressure me too much july's all right because you can be like oh yeah i'm doing dry july sort of thing but yeah i've also got august <laughs> yeah that's true do you have that issue where, like, no matter what time you get home, you'll always wake up? Like, say you get home, like, 2 o'clock, you'll uh, still wake up at 6? Within reason, like, uh, yeah. I think, or, like, I just won't sleep well. But to be honest, the the thing that kicked it off for me the most was the fact that I listened to that um, uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, and then I listened to a few other podcasts in relation to it. And I think it's something like, even if you have a single like standard drink of alcohol within eight hours of sleeping, it will affect your sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I, with my watch, I am able to track my sleep and see when it goes into the, like the REM cycles and your deep sleep and all that. And um, like during the box, obviously it was shot, <laughs> <laughs> but I think on other weekends and stuff, even if I've had like, like a, a drink at dinner or something, if we've gone out, like oh, it turns into all light cycles and like just fully affects it. And you feel it the next day as well. Like, um, and I think being so aware of that now, it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe like the ignorance is bliss thing might've mm. been nice, but now anyone that's listening, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so give me some bro science. So you know how when you're drunk, you get home, 
Yeah, yeah. You sleep right through the morning. Yeah. Is that just constant light sleep? Um, yeah, to some... Well, as far as my experience has been is like if you come home and you're just smashed and you feel like you pass out and then you're like, you're like oh, man, I've had such a good sleep. The recording that I've done so far, it, the science I've yeah, done so the, far, the data that that is <laughs> yeah, to back up my theory. Now, nah, it usually goes like I'll get a, a few cycles of deep sleep early on and then the rest of the night's just light. And mm. and then it'll also like you'll have several times where it'll actually show that you've woken up throughout the night as well. Um, but I think it just doesn't get into that points of recovery. Like it's mm. essentially your brain... Yeah, you've kind of you've passed out. You're not actually sleeping, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're not really recovering because during the day your brain's actually just building up plaque, essentially, like on your teeth. But it's building up plaque, and then during your sleep, it kind of that's the cleaning process. Anyway, that's that's the best way I could probably explain it from what I've listened to and, and heard. But um, yeah. So I don't know, and I mm. think people are different like sort of seven to eight hours i think is usually the the um standard sort of uh i guess good sleeping habits um but people also cycle differently like i know i sometimes find if my circadian rhythm which is like when you're feeling like you should go to bed and wake up and all that sort of stuff if i wake up at four rather than four thirty, i'll sometimes feel you know when you wake up and you're like a bit groggy and sort of not with it and other times you like wake up and you're like yeah like good to go sort of thing yeah you're probably coming up out of that cycle so that's when yeah but mm. could be completely wrong as well <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> there's a there's a good podcast um on nick bears with oh it's like a the founder of like a sleep tracker device mm. whoop or was it whoop yeah whoop? yeah 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 that's that's a good listen if anyone yeah, wants okay. to they kind of go through like all the REM cycles and deep sleep and like how much you need and yeah like it's pretty good. I actually wanted to get one of the devices. The Whoop. Yeah. How's the business model they have? Have you seen that? That so I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but they they give you they supply you the band for free, but you have to pay a membership for it. Yeah, that's right. And you get it updates when they yeah. When they so update. how's that? It's like selling your product rather than just buying like a watch that tracks or whatever for you. It's like yeah, we'll, we'll sell your product, but you gotta you gotta keep paying us to, to use it. Like it's pretty it's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Yeah. On on Nick Nick Bear, um, that was actually gonna be a recommendation of mine, and it sounds so weird, but in Gingy toe socks, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good. Like, I I haven't brought myself yet to actually wear the the toe shoes, like um the Vivos or whatever the barefoot stuff is, but. I've been running now for the last three weeks in the toe socks. So good. Yeah. Like my feet got really wet on the weekend when I was running and like didn't get blisters even with that. And yeah, like it, 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 <laughs> it sounds really weird and I'm still not fully like if I take my shoes off, I'll take my socks off pretty quick <laughs> as well. <laughs> but it's, um, it's kind of, it's just, they have a strange connotation because they make sense and like people look at you funny if you're wearing them, but like it's, the amount of friction that's decreased between my toes, especially in certain shoes, like I don't do it all, all the time as well. Like if I'm wearing Vans or whatever, or, mm. or thongs, yeah. <laughs> um, I won't be wearing. But yeah, running like it's just been a massive help. So and you can get them from like Anaconda and stuff as well. So yeah, give them right. a crack. <laughs> we'll I'll, I'll give you a pair of mine and wear, wear them tomorrow <laughs> night at footy and tell me tell me what you think. 
I wouldn't I'll give you it. a wash pair. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. They they kind of look funny though. They do look when funny. You, yeah, and especially like my toes. My toes, like you know how certain people's feet kind of are all in line with their toes. Like mm. my little toe, the top of my little toe is the bottom of my big toe. If that makes sense, they're like they're like the come, top of your little toe. <laughs> I'm going to post a photo on feet. Yeah, maybe. We're Montana Project only fans of our feet. Yeah. <laughs> we can make a bit of money off this. So, so the, where my big toe goes all the way to my foot, mm-hmm. that is the top of my little toe. Oh, yeah, right. So, that, they, so you're like just a massive... Yeah, look. They're, you know what I mean? Jeez, yeah. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> that's a sharp <laughs> decline. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if it benefits or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, nah, that's not mine. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> Next subject on the running. Yeah. Um, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, you did a walk from Burley to the Spit. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to explain what it was for? Yeah. So, well, last week or week just gone was uh, Men's Mental Health Week. Um, there was a walk on. I actually didn't hear about it until like the day before from a friend um actually lucas who who runs hedges run club mm-hmm. um and oh sorry started it run not runs he does both um and he's like oh doing this event tomorrow you can't do it um we're just dragging essentially just dragging a tire from burley to the spit yeah, right. <laughs> i was like oh, yeah yeah fair enough why, why not like and then one, I'd, i think i'd agreed to it maybe on the friday or, or something like that and then Saturday come around and I was tired and sore from footy and I was like, man, I was thinking about so many ways of like how I could get out of it and not do it. And I'm so glad I did, hey, because mm. we obviously had a cracker day on Sunday, just walked and had a massive chat the whole way and we were actually lucky enough to meet a fella, um, Damien Ryder. He's like an Australian sort of extreme sports athlete. He's the dude that, so he paddled, from Coolangatta to Bondi on like a surf rescue board yeah. and like a big 18 foot or like a, yeah, like a paddle board. Um, and he like skated Route 66. And recently he actually climbed up the outside of a hot air balloon and up a ladder, like without a parachute, got to the top of it and then put his parachute on and then jumped off. Yeah. But um, yeah, if, if anyone wants to check him out, I think he's got a, a thing like a program called One Breath Meditation. And essentially, he, uh, rather than the normal way that people talk about meditation, having to get to this state and doing like 10, 20 minutes sort of thing, he, he talks about the benefit of like that first breath before you take something or that one breath before you make a decision, whether it's like, I'm going to go for that job interview, that one breath before you go into that room to say day to whoever's interviewing you or mm. that one breath before you propose to your missus or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was just awesome to listen to. He's also um, he was he was the mattress man. So a few years ago, he ran the Gold Coast Marathon with a mattress. <laughs> like he carried the, he carried a mattress for forty two kilometers. Yeah, right. yeah, so it was yeah really cool and inspiring just to listen to him. And he's um, a big advocate for uh, like child protection because he had a pretty rough upbringing and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and it was awesome. But we actually we ended up doing a fair few more Ks. <laughs> I don't know, unfortunately or unfortunately, but we got up to the spit and then we were like, oh, we'll, we'll turn back and just pick up a couple of lads that were behind a bit. And um, then we kept walking and we got a few and we're like, all right, we'll, we'll meet you up at the spit. We'll just go back to whoever's at the back. 
And then we ended up just walking and walking. And then, I don't know whether we lost people, but we, we hung around for a while. We ended up doing like probably another 6Ks just trying to find people. But yeah, right. yeah we got some odd looks, right? like walking down the <laughs> beach just with a tie dragon pine. The classic question was like, where's the rest of the car? Or yeah. can I jump on? <laughs> was but, there yeah. a reason behind the tire or was it just... Um, I think it's in regards to uh, sort of carrying the weight of your friends or, or just or people in general um, to mm. some degree. Like a lot of the guys had sprayed um, a name of someone that they'd lost um, mm. on those tires and sort of carried them through that through that journey for the day essentially. Yeah. A couple of variables that worked in our favor, the tide was low so the, the sand was nice and compact and it's kind of slid pretty well. Um, my, my shoes got soaked um, about main beach so like i mm. ended up going barefoot from there and yeah it wasn't wasn't too bad i, I thought it was going to be worse but um yeah yeah no but it was good and like i think um it started by a fellow named Corey lum and um he's got the program called the big three and i think it's drive thrive and live um so mm. yeah we're if anyone's looking at getting around that or if they want to learn more about the program so it's an annual thing as well so dare say i'll give another crack next year yeah so will it be a similar challenge or yeah so i'm pretty sure it's the same same yeah. walk every year oh, so okay. that yeah from burley to the spit sort of thing so yeah mm. maybe do one of our own stuff off a couple surfies or something <laughs> <laughs> um we've been getting into the challenges lately well not necessarily lately but we've done a few yeah what's been your toughest challenge do you reckon so far we've done what we've done we've done the four by four by twenty four. Yep. Done the Feb challenge. Yeah. Um, you just done that one on the weekend. The the Feb challenge was was interesting. Um, I think because it got so crazy so quickly. Like with the first week, everyone was putting some numbers up, and, I, and essentially, I don't know if we've explained this before, but quick summary is like we had a group of our mates and said who can do the most kilometers for the month of Feb, um, and essentially it was cycling running or walking swimming and rowing and it was just on a triathlon split as well so like swimming was worth more and cycling was worth less per kilometer and um yeah i was thinking initially i was like all right if i get like 10 15 k's a day i was like yeah that that should be pretty good and my strategy was like right just be consistent just just yeah try try to just hit numbers every day consistently and just don't have a day off mm. and i think i ended up finishing probably fourth or fifth after the first week and i was like oh man <laughs> i was like it was the nerves that come into me because i'm like oh like the effort that i'm prepared to now put in but i don't want to yeah <laughs> and um yeah i think we've spoken about it before my second week i put up almost 200 for the week and i was like yeah pretty chuffed with myself i was like yeah put in a good effort and then old Tommy Dora just beat me by 100 kilometers that week. He, I think he did I mean, three, yeah, he did like 305 or something. And yeah, like props to him. He just smoked everyone. I think he, I reckon I did 600 for the month and I'm pretty sure he did 1,000 mm. or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, that sort of stemmed from obviously the competitive nature of all our friends was awesome, but just checking in on each other and, and how active that group chat was as well and just seeing like how everyone's going and congratulating people like Retsy, um, 
was an absolute animal. Like he was going out and cycling mm. like a hundred kilometers on a Saturday morning and stuff as well. Yeah. And and I don't think that ratio was too fair on him either. Like I think because <laughs> then he'd get quartered and he'd only get twenty five k's for that. But um, yeah. Anyway, it wasn't me. So <laughs> yeah. What do you think's changed though? Because I feel like these challenges have only come up in the last what eight months, twelve months. Mm. But you seem pretty determined to like knock out a few. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a, I don't know. I, I enjoy challenging myself and I think it's always easier when you have people around you doing the same thing. Mm. Um, as well as the fact that I know to a certain degree my time here in in, in Mermaid and around all my mates is finite. Like we're never going to get to experience this much fun and this close proximity to each other. I'm like, and, and part of the reason of starting this podcast is like how many more times can I hang out with my friends before they either go overseas or like we move away or something like that. And it's like just, yeah. And at the end of the day as well, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just good. Like, yeah. And it's nice, healthy stuff to a certain degree. I remember being at work there. Like I was like anxious, like actually anxious and being like someone's probably exercising <laughs> right now and I should be. Wayno. Wayno was just pumping out oh, and rolling. He wasn't. Like a beast during like he so my dad went out um and bought a rowing machine <laughs> and he was like I think he'd get up at like two thirty go to go to gym walk five k and do weights come home row ten k go to work come home row ten k eat some dinner and whatever and then he'd do another ten k before like I, I think one day he did fifty five or sixty kilometers just on the row I was like this he guy's going to the Olympics <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was annoying me. I'm like, fuck. Like, you'd think he'd get somewhere and then... Yeah. He never posted his numbers either. Yeah, yeah. And then it'd be like, all right, everyone post your numbers. And he was just out of the park. I remember... It it was funny how the tactics come into it as well. Like, I remember initially thinking that if I was on the rower and I had it on the setting of 10, I was like, surely that gets more meters per pool because it's harder. And then I was... I probably did... I think I did the first week like that mm. and I, I was usually doing about 10 to 15 k's each sitting on the rower and i was like oh i'll start youtubing like how to efficiently row and blah 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 and then the first thing i saw was if you're rowing more than 500 meters do not have it on 10 <laughs> i was <laughs> like no <laughs> so, what do they recommend like a like five uh, or six yeah so it's based on like how you can keep that fan spinning i'm pretty sure or like depending on the rower you're using but it's about the resistance and keeping it because if you have it too light, obviously you're coming back and you're not actually pulling much and then too mm. heavy, you're having to push too hard to get it to the same speed. So yeah, I was usually five to six sort of thing for those longer distance ones. Um, and then the pool, I probably didn't put too much time. I did have a theory of the swimming that I actually tried it one day when the swell was up a bit. There was a gutter out the front and I was like, I'm on here. I'm going to... I want to jump in and pretty much just get carried to the spit. There's there's mm. like 15 odd Ks sort of thing and I won't even have to swim. <laughs> I was like extra extra buoyancy with the salt water and then yeah. I jumped in and it was a bit stormy and I just ended up bobbing around. I probably did about, I don't know, 500, 600 meters. I was like, this is no good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone was trying to get that edge, hey? Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah, even I was swimming. Oh, I hate swimming. And I was like, <laughs> i got to do this because I was just falling behind. Everyone's... Swimming like three k's, getting yeah. What was it like? Yeah, it was it was worth five kilometers, 15, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember it was fun. It was fun. Amy was pumped out swimming as well. Yeah, Amy was a jet. Like, because she used to swim. She, I think she did Mm. some that were like three k's in a single session and stuff. I'm like, I'm not built for swimming. Hey, I was like, I know people say you can do what you put your mind to and stuff, but (laughs) it's just boring. Like, yeah, because you can't really listen to music or anything. You just face them down at the line, just Mm. back and forth. It was good. It was good fun. We went down one of the Saturday mornings and, like, a few of us, like, all got down there and had some brekkie and stuff after. But that was kind of – that was the fun part. And then right at the end of it, when we all sort of celebrated a good month, we went down <laughs> down to the local at Vine and, and um, had some fun and, like, put some of the winnings um, on the bar and stuff as well. So, yeah, it's definitely good. But, yeah, I'm, I'm keen for some more stuff. Like, I know November we're going to be ramping up to do the full Goggins Challenge. So um, yeah, that's gonna. I'm excited for that, and then yeah, um, yeah got got some other ones in, in the works. Sort of, I'd love to do one of those, um, like a tough mutter or something. I reckon that'd be fun. Mm, yeah, are you doing the uh, Gold Coast Marathon? Um, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna be doing the half. So that's like on the Saturday. Oh, that's in two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying <laughs> to manage hard to train for a marathon. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Get ready and just jump into it. But yeah, just trying to trying to manage like my feet at the moment. Mm. I just had sort of tight achilles and like um yeah no friction burns between the toes though <laughs> <laughs> fuck i'm jealous <laughs> i'll get i'll get you a pair in gingy hook us up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sponsorship please um yeah cool so one thing i have noticed about you recently well not recently i feel like it's been quite a while um but you're definitely advocating a lot of good mental health mm-hmm. um you're like a person that always reaches out even in the morning snapchats of you doing <laughs> singing to a song or something but i guess what's kind of brought you to that stage over the last few years and especially the last six months you've been mm. a massive advocate for it um well i was actually chatting to damien on the walk on the weekend about it and he brought up a really cool point of how everyone's kind of promoting mental health and like you need to look after your mental health or um yeah it's mental health awareness week but essentially it's kind of just like it's just health in general like Mm. and it i think for me it's like comes down to those basic things of are you drinking enough water how are you sleeping are you eating well Are are you getting good social interactions with your friends and family and all that sort of stuff and to me, you see so many people coming from like a bad position, like, all right, I've got to make a change or something. I'm like, I've had a good life. I've mm. had a really good life. And it's almost like I feel bad for those people that haven't. And I'm like, well, yeah, like it, it's kind of like this positive snowball that keeps building. And yeah, it, it's just it, things keep opening up like opportunities where like doing this run club or like doing this podcast and stuff, you just meet more people. And I think that's probably the last sort of six months is those just stemming from each other. Mm. Um, but yeah, as, as far as like, I don't know, I don't know if I'd say I'm an advocate or anything for it. I just, it's like something that's just important. And all my, my friends are important to me. Mm. Um, and yeah, I like, I want them to be here as long as I'm here sort of thing. And um, yeah, I, I think if it, if it's like the smallest thing I can do, like if it is sending a Snapchat in the morning and like having a bit of fun or whatever and trying to get everyone like up and about, like it's mm. it's a pretty easy decision to make when you can change someone's day like that or even like a simple message to someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Um, yeah, like because 
I think what probably stopped me in the past was just like being like, oh, they probably wouldn't care or they don't, or that's weird or whatever. And, and mm. you sort of, I probably like was held back a bit from the, the ego side of it. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then now it's kind of like, well, if I'm not willing to, like if I'm not prepared to send that message to them, it's like, well, like who, who's going to send it to them sort of thing. And, and you don't know what effect that could have. Like they could be having a, shit day or or whatever and, and you could make them make their day by just being like hey mate how you going or yeah definitely yeah. i know i'm super grateful for it i know i'm sure that a lot of other people are as well yeah and you can see that's definitely gone into other people's minds as well because you see the rest of our group you know sending a message now and yeah yeah getting amongst it um so it's good to see for our group i reckon since i feel like before this we weren't really doing it much yeah I think people, I don't know, people have hang-ups on like, so I'll give an example. Like the other morning when we're doing mind pack and they're like, all right, everyone pick two people to your left and right and you just got to give them a hug. And I was like, this is kind of weird. But like every person around there's smiling and laughing and stuff. And it's like, even if, even if you do feel uncomfortable, like sending that message to someone that you haven't seen in a while. And I think to a certain degree, I know for myself, like you can't, help everyone you can't reach out you you'll burn yourself out by doing that but mm. if you have those few people in your life or for us like we're fortunate to have a pretty um solid group of mates from school still and yeah like you they're the people that are important in your life so reach out tell them you love them and yeah yeah it's good definitely no i'm all for it um i guess we'll start wrapping it up and we have our last two questions that we ask the guests what are they <laughs> <laughs> Um, you might, I feel like you might have touched on it in the first ep or two, but we'll go back over them. So the yeah. first one is, do you recall a favorite failure that's benef- benefited you in the long run? Yeah. Um, oh, look, yeah, the, the, the knee surgery was definitely one. Um, I yeah, did my ACL and both meniscus on that, on that right knee. And at the time I shattered, like I thought, like I was spewing, I had a lot of money to fork out for surgery and stuff, but I think it sort of kicked off a an overall awareness of my health and like from that point like I've maintained a pretty solid um, stretching sort of regime um, and just and with work as well because I used to get quite a sore lower back when I was working doing carpentry and just yeah being more aware of that and trying to look after myself but mm. um, other than that like oh man favorite failure <laughs> you should know this it, it's, a, it's a tough question it being is, on the other is, end yeah. of it now but yeah something like that or like the the uni one's cool as well and obviously in the short time that we've been here it's, it's probably there the the relevant ones that have sort of shifted my path a, a fair bit but um yeah i think just realizing that you don't have to it's probably sounds terrible you don't have to stick to something that you said you're going to do like you have the freedom to change your mind. That's probably a better way of saying it, rather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't have to stick. Yeah, you have the freedom to change your mind with things like and and I think one of the massive ones was like I've always put a lot of pressure on myself because if I've told <laughs> someone that I'm going to do something, I'm like, oh man, I have to do it, or like I'm going to look like an idiot, or like look like a liar and stuff as well. And I think realizing that you're like, oh, people can change their mind, and and if your circumstances change, then you're your answer to that question can change as well if mm. that makes sense yeah mm. definitely it's kind of it yeah i get what you mean it kind of goes against what everyone says and yeah don't, like, quit. don't be a quitter <laughs> yeah but 
yeah, you have that freedom to actually do what you want to do. If you yeah. find something that you've been working on, you get to a stage where you're like, I don't think this is what I want to do. Yeah. There's no point sticking around because you're only going to get further down the track. Yeah, I think I think it also includes like if you're going to be letting people down and, and you've got to know you got to know the reason you're doing it. Like if you know you're quitting, then you're quitting sort of thing. But if, if something comes up, like um, I... At the time, um, I, I after I'd hurt my knee and recovered and all that sort of stuff, it was funny. I was actually training to do the marathon and I ended up hurting my knee on like a longer run, um, probably like three Ks in and I ended up pushing through because I'm like, no, nah, I've got to, got to keep running, got to try to get the Ks in for this practice. And then like I ended up hurting my knee and like it went sort of made me feel like I was going back in back to the start almost. I was mm. spewing. And then, like, after a while of thinking about it, I was like, no one's putting this pressure on me except for myself. And so mm. that was, it was almost, like, freeing to be like, oh, hang on, like, like I have the, the opportunity to be like, and to get past the point of being like, oh, like, you quit and you don't want to do the marathon and all that sort of stuff was pretty tough. But it could have just been for the fact that at the time I just was hurt and wasn't ready and that's yeah. okay, so. Yeah, definitely. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, second question is if you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would it say? Yeah. So I think I actually touched on this with Uncle Maverick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, have more fun. Yeah. I think, yeah, like we're only here for a, a certain amount of time. And um, yeah, if you just enjoy yourself, like those um, Snapchats in the morning and stuff, like it's all right to it's all right to be a bit of an idiot and, and just yeah enjoy yourself. But if it wasn't that, it's probably, yeah, just tell your mates you love them. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I think um, all my mates are very important to me, and like, yeah, I think the more chances you get to you get to hang out with them and and talk to them and that sort of things, the better. But yeah, that's probably probably what I got. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Well, you'd, well, you'd, yeah. think I, you'd think I'd be nice and prepared by now. Yeah, to, um, <laughs> to ask like, these questions. <laughs> can't you see my notes on here? Don't have a Google Doc. But no, that's two two good answers, I reckon. So. Yeah, um, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no worries, mate. And um, quick word from our sponsors as well, guys. No, we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>